0: So for the last five or six weeks or more, we've, we, we've, we've gotten Pentecostal. Let's get Pentecostal. So today, let's get political. <laughs> Israel is not perfect. I don't agree with everything that happens in Israel. It's a socialist government. There are a lot of challenges there. I don't think that they handled a number of things well over the last 14 months. I don't fully support every action that Israel takes, In it's not unilateral, it can't be. I, uh, I don't even support every action that I take. <laughs> to support a government without question is, w- would be the move of an idiot. Actually, I'm not supposed to say that. Someone with not very much intelligence. To suggest that a nation, a government system is flawless is, again, ignorance. And yet, and yet, though Israel has given contribution upon contribution in agriculture, in medicine, in technology, in great thinkers, in Nobel Prize winners, in restoring the desert into a prospering land, although and nonetheless. Recent headlines, a few buzzwords, a few hashtags for the cool, hashtag Israel apartheid, hashtag Israel colonial state, hashtag Israel the new Nazis, hashtag pariah monsters murderers, baby killers. I'm borrowing much of what I'm going to say, at least the premise today, from an article I read on Aish.com. And this wasn't the message for today. It was actually about laying on of hands, because that's something that has to... That was the whole reason we got Pentecostal, was to talk about what it really means to lay on hands. But when I read this article, I realized this has to be the message. It needs to be Today. At the time, the author says, at the the time of this writing, I follow over 500 Instagram people. Of those, three have posted positive comments about Israel. The majority of the other publicize anti-Israel and some cases overly anti-Semitic content. Where are the voices for Israel? That's a good question. And you're going to have to look hard to find them because of three particular distortions that are taking place right now and have and will. We were, are, purportedly are, were a country built on sustained by our commitment to giving people a voice. And don't tell me that's not true. No matter your racial ethnic, religious background. We've had a civil war. We've had a women's suffrage movement. We've had uh, a civil rights movement. We've had anti-war. We've had all kinds of people throughout the history of our country who stood up and let their opinions be heard and sometimes not popular. And we have built our core values on all men, all people, are created equal. And within reason, that gives them the, reason, the ability to voice an opinion. Though, some people may not like it. And some of them I hate. They're ridiculous. But not anymore. There's a term, it's called cancel culture. Everybody's heard it. But it's particularly relevant to Israel and the supporters of Israel. And of course, it manifests in all kinds of other areas which we're not going to get into. But the three distortions are this cancel coerce and crush if I don't like what you say I will wipe it out. I will cancel it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if there's any validity to it. We will use whatever power we have to make certain that your voice is not heard. We will cancel you. How do we do that? How do we remove someone from an equation of conversation? Well, we ignore, change, lie about the context of their comments. That's what the cancelers do. As an example, nearly every story I've read over the last two weeks about the current conflict in Israel has started with Israel destroys, Israel attacks, Israel kills Forty-two dead in Gaza after Israeli missiles level an apartment complex. Let's not even get started with what happens on the computer screens and phones that you open up and look at. On the beloved social media platforms. Images of Palestinian suffering. Mainly injured children, bloody people on stretchers and or destroyed neighborhoods. Israel, in the meantime, is made to look like some type of first-class, privileged um, uh, royalty, some type of, some type of um, monarchy that's living just carefree life. I, I need to let you in on this secret in case you haven't known. War is a tragedy. There are casualties in war. People die. Innocent people die millions of people have died in wars, innocent people through the ages. It is a tragic loss when anyone dies in a war because you would have hoped you could have prevented it in the first place. But also I need to let you know this. When a country fires rockets indiscriminately into another country, this is called an act of war. 3,500 rockets, or however many it is, I don't know. Maybe that number's off. I don't want to be quoted on that. At least 1,500, but I heard somewhere between 2,000 and 3,500. One rocket fired into Macon, Georgia, is a declaration of war. One rocket, not thousands. It is an attack On the personal safety of a citizen of the United States. It is an act of war to fire rockets at people. And the intention is to kill people anywhere. Any people anywhere. I don't care how old, how young, military, civilian... Indiscriminate blanketing of explosive missiles into a country. That's the context of Israel attacks, Israel kills, Israel destroys. That's the context. And this is not how Israel wages war either. I saw a video of a security guard outside of a building in Palestine on the phone with the Israeli military. And the Israeli military was giving him exact instructions about what was going to happen. You need to get everybody out. And he's asking questions. So you'll fire one rocket, and then you'll do this. And they're answering back and forth, and they're telling him exactly what to do to save lives. That's the context of the war. But context and facts are irrelevant. For example, it has been now well documented that 17 Palestinian deaths were caused by Hamas rockets, which fell short of their targets. They killed their own people. And speaking of Hamas, let me educate you just one quick second, because you probably aren't going to get it on social media. So come here and learn. That's what we do. Hamas is a terrorist organization. It is a terrorist regime. It is bent on the death of people. That's what terrorists do. Is everyone aware of this? Okay, good. Well, let me read you something. Let me read you a little bit of something from the Charter of Hamas, the the Covenant of Hamas. Now, as you listen to this, this is not an ancient document unless 1988 is ancient. George Bush was the president. I don't think this is ancient. This is the Hamas Covenant. On the destruction of Israel, Israel will exist and will continue to exist until Islam will obliterate it, just as it obliterated others before it. That's in the preamble. Article 7 says the day of judgment will not come about until Muslims fight Jews and kill them. Article 13, peace initiatives and so-called peaceful solutions in international conferences are in contradiction to the principles of the Islamic resistance movement. Did you hear what I just said? Peace is in conflict with this way of thinking. There is no solution for the Palestinian problem except by jihad. You know what jihad is, right? Holy war, kill people. Initiatives, proposals, and international conferences are but a waste of time, and exercise in futility. In case you want to verify, that's Article 13 of the Hamas Covenant. But these facts are irrelevant. Because they are not reported. Because they are canceled. Don't report it. Don't post it. Don't educate about it. But this is the important first process in the vilification of Israel. Next comes coercion through morality. Coercion through morality. Based on the false assumption that Israel is killing innocent people, babies, purposely targeting Palestinian children to wreak havoc and kill everybody in Gaza... You would have to be a monster, a baseless, immoral monster to support such a regime as Israel, who could do these things. You'd have to, to not take up sides with the underdog to support Palestine as a caste, as this moral imperative for anyone who desires or, or considers themselves a decent person. What's a matter with you? Of course, we're for them. And quoting from this article, I thought this was so interesting. In a bizarre bit of mental yoga, seemingly disparate issues and groups are linked together to create an army of pro-Palestinian support. It's through this tactic that you get the idea that people of color must show solidarity with the Palestinians, most famously manifested in the alliance between the BLM movement and the pro-Palestine groups. People might get nervous right now because I'm talking about BLM. Let me tell you what BLM said. Standing in solidarity, Black Lives Matter stands in solidarity with Palestinians. We are a movement committed to ending settler colonialism in all forms and will continue to advocate for Palestinian liberation. Always have, always will be. I want to remind history, just, uh, just another bit of history. Israel gave the Gaza Strip to the Palestinians. They immediately rolled in and bulldozed all the greenhouses that were there making the desert bloom and set up rocket launchers, which going back just a few minutes ago is an act of war. That's not colonialism when you give somebody land and then you protect yourself when they shoot rockets at you. That's not what that's called. Not to mention That Israel is home to a large community of Ethiopian Jews, rich ethnic diversity of the Jewish people, encompassing African, Indian, Middle Eastern heritage. Jews are not your enemy, I promise you, Black Lives Matter. I promise you that. Jews know more about the struggle than most people maybe anyone. From the BDS movement in response to Black Lives Matter's tweet, boycott, boycott, divest, sanction. You're familiar with this movement, right? Don't do anything in Israel. Don't buy things. Don't go there. Don't do anything. Boycott, divest, sanction. Their response, thank you. Thank you for your solidarity. From Ferguson to Palestine, our struggles against racism, white supremacy, and for a just world are united. A just world where thousands of rockets are fired into an innocent country on innocent people. That's justice. What the? What? And I want to remind everyone of something. I stand against white supremacy because I'm going to say this, blacks, Mexicans, Indians, Arabs, whoever, Jews are always at the top of the list. In America for the KKK, it's Jews and blacks. I get it. I, I don't know. I guess I'm, I'm missing something. And here's another thing I'm missing, another connection. Palestinian rights are LGBTQ rights. Mental yoga. Palestinian rights are LGBTQ rights, an exercise in cognitive dissonance. dissonance. Throughout the Muslim world, homosexuality is punishable by death. It's taboo. If you are found to be practicing homosexuality in a Muslim country, God help you. Your family will ostracize you. Several hundred Palestinian gays and lesbians have fled to Israel. <laughs> Recently, a handful of LGBTQ organizations have arisen to aid these Arabs and Palestinians, all of which are headquartered in Israel. Israel. But as I've already told you, context and facts are irrelevant. Which leads to this third distortion of crushing, better phrase, just 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 promote hate, just promote conflict at all costs. Yes, it's on social media. It's also on TV, papers, blogs, and by politicians. Yes, Uh, uh, America, America was once an ally of Israel. I saw several Israelis post this week, thank you, it was nice. As as bills were proposed to sanction the Palestinians for firing rockets on innocent people in an innocent, I mean, uh, on innocent people. That bill was struck down. Another bill was proposed that would uh, strengthen the Israeli Iron Dome system. So that they could shoot down. They're shooting down 90% of these rockets. I think my friend Boaz in Israel told me that each Iron Dome missile that does that is about a million dollars. <laughs> so we wanted to like give them some more money to, to help defend. No, I'm uh-uh, not going to do that. So. Don't, don't, we have the American and the Israeli flag flying out here because that was what it used to look like. But that's the least of my concerns, what the government does, because the government will come and go. It does. But if anyone like us On social media, which is sort of dumb for me to talk about social media because I never get on it. I hate it. I never go there. I don't do it. But I see. And I get news headlines and everything. But if anyone has the gall to stand up for Israel, they are crushed in this militant opposition. You monster. You're just like them. You Nazi apartheid, whatever. Hater. Have you not seen the pictures? Have you not read the stories? Do you not know what they're doing? Yes, I do. Do you? It's, it's related to cancel, shut down, prevent, but crushing, you know, to respond with vitriol and hate, to, to, again, insult, vilify, villainize someone for an opinion that differs, even to suggest that Israel has a right, even for me to say what I'm saying, how could he say it, that they should go in there and kill people? That's not the intention. Well, it is the intention to kill the enemy. And they do that. That's what war is. Young people are afraid to talk about Israel. I have a good example we'll close this with here in just one second. but. The article that I read from Aish had this conclusion, with which I agree totally. The war against Israel has moved, for better or for worse, into the frontier of social media, bringing with it new challenges. Critical context, complex history, long-form discussion are being replaced by viral catchphrases and sensational images. Jews need to meet this challenge head on by bringing the fight for Israel into the social media domain, offering a strong, morally sound and emotional poignant defense for the Jewish state. This should not, in theory, be hard to do. The argument against Israel exists in a twisted web of lies and partial facts and sinister bullying. It holds water only when people choose to be woefully ignorant or intellectually dishonest really all good things. The argument in support of Israel, however, is fact-based, historically sound, morally defensible by any reasonable standard. The anti-Israel apparatus will continue to evolve and spin lies into palatable narratives, palatable narratives. Remember that word. That's what's happening. The onus is on us. To counter these falsehoods loudly and proudly, even if that means standing up to friends and family. And that could be the end of this message. That could be the conclusion. And I wish it was. But not, not, not just that Jews would stand up, but everyone that's willing to stand up would. Israel isn't perfect, I opened by saying. I never suggested that. Palestinian lives matter. They do. Of course they do. They're human beings. But my gosh, friends, if you've seen some of the things that I've seen or heard from kids, teens, college age, young adults, posting what they're posting and saying what they're saving. But the problem is believing what they're believing. Many of all most of them informed by one singular source of information instagram or twitter or their favorite model that they follow who is you know now flying a palestinian flag the posts are terrifying And we have to be willing to stand up because I want you to understand where this is headed. You see, this is just a mask. It's just a mask. And it's going to be taken off. It is being taken off all around us. Here are some other headlines. I gave you the Israel taglines. Let me give you some United States headlines. Jewish family harassed in Miami area, chased. They get help from a gun owner. U.S. seeing wave of textbook anti-Semitism and amid Israel-Gaza tensions. New York City Jewish residents attacked by pro-Palestinian protesters speaking out on video. They wanted blood. A Chabad community center synagogue in Salt Lake City vandalized with a swastika drawn on the front door over the weekend. A synagogue in Skokie, Illinois was vandalized Sunday and what's being investigated as a hate crime. Oh, good. Here's a quote. A black BMW, this is a mother with her children quoting the experience that she went through. A black BMW sedan pulled next to them and shouted, free Palestine. "Uh, The Jews, you mother, go back to where you came from. Get out of here, the mother told the Fox News. They tried to pull over to another family. And no, these are not all from Fox News for anyone who wants to say, talk about one-sided. They're from CNN. They're from the New York Post. They're from all over the place. My children who play outside my backyard all the time now refuse to be outside alone. The ADL, the Anti-Defamation League, tracks anti-Semitism across the globe. It's recorded in a troubling uptick of both verbal and physical attacks against Jews in Europe, the Middle East, South Asia, North Africa, and North America since tensions began. Synagogues in various states reporting vandalism, swastikas, pro-Palestinian propaganda found inside their places of prayer. I hate to sound selfish. I mean, we have an Israeli in our midst right now visiting from Israel. Hi, Lisa. I hate to sound selfish and make this about us. And not Israel. It's not about us. But what's going to happen is all of this is just the mask, the ancient mask. Here's why. Israel and the Jewish people are one. They cannot be separated. That's been the case since Joshua crossed. And they went in and followed God's instructions to have the land. Well, that's in the Bible. Okay, I believe the Bible. I believe it. But you see, canceling, coercing, crushing, ultimately, this will be a curse, another curse for the Jewish people everywhere. Come, let us rid ourselves of this people who will not let us live in peace. Adolf Hitler, master, master of misinformation, media manipulation, maestro. He had an entire country, millions of people, and still people follow and believe the things that the man spewed out. Underneath all of this, Israel, is nothing but the ancient serpent of anti-Semitism and hatred for the Jewish people, hatred. And this is the perfect time to make them look like the demons that we are portrayed as. And that's what's happening. For our better or for worse, Israel and American Jews, at least like us, we are inseparable. We occupy the same space in people's minds. So it shouldn't surprise us that when Israel is targeted, the Jewish people are targeted. But not just in Israel, everywhere. 90-year-old men trying to be run over by cars, being beaten to a bloody pulp in the streets because they're wearing a yarmulke. What did they have to do with the rockets? Nothing. Israel and the Jewish people are inseparable. And if you can hate Israel, you can hate Israel's people. It's that easy. And so let me read you one other thing. It's sort of long from the Hamas covenant. For a long time, the enemies translated Jews. For a long time, the enemies have been planning skillfully and with precision for the achievement of what they have attained. They took into consideration the causes affecting the current of events. They strive to amass great and substantive material wealth, of course, Jews, which they devoted to the realization of their dream with their money. This is real. This is real. This is what this is what the organization believes and stands for. With their money, they took control of the world media, news agencies, the press, publishing houses, broadcasting stations, and others. With their money, they stirred revolutions in various parts of the world with the purpose of achieving their interest and reaping the fruit herein. They were behind the French Revolution, the Communist Revolution, and most of the revolutions we heard and hear about here and there. With their money, this listen to this, with their money, they formed secret societies such as Freemasons, Rotary Club, the Lions. What? and others in different parts of the world for the purpose of sabotaging societies and achieving Zionist interests. Oh, my gosh. Father, we have a can at the Eisner Laser Center for people to put their old glasses in after LASIK. You know where it goes? The Lions Club. Ah! I didn't know what we were doing. With their money, they're able to control imperialistic countries and instigate them to colonize many countries in order to enable them to exploit their resources and spread corruption there. That's about the Jews. Do you know the last time the Jews set out on a colonialization project? Do you know the last time the Jews instigated a war? Do you know the last time the Jews had a Conflict, Yeah, we've had all of these wars through the ages, but the last real thing was after the destruction of the temple when we tried to get Rome out of our land. George Washington was a Freemason. I didn't know the Jews controlled the father of our country, but gosh, we are learning here, aren't we? Problem. That's what they say, and we can laugh about it. But when people get behind an organization who believes and thinks like this, it is inevitable that eventually they think like that. Because if they do eventually dig in and say, wow, look, I support this, I support this, and this and this, and that makes sense to me, no wonder I those lions clubs are always asking me for money. <laughs> Jews. But you see here, without any context, without any history to the events in the story, you lose sight of reality. And those things don't matter anymore. You see, there's a ceasefire in place right now. Wars in Israel, they're sadly pretty common, aren't they, Lisa? But they're also usually pretty quick. They get in and get it done. And then, you know, somebody steps up and says, thanks to me and our great politics, we've created a peace in the land. You read, you heard me read it. Peace, those, that's for, we don't do peace. But there is a ceasefire. And right now, the war is come to an end. But here's the problem. The thoughts implanted in the minds of millions of people around the world are there now. A ceasefire doesn't fix that. And many of those people are young people who we're counting on to lead our country forward. Through canceling, coercion, crushing, opposing these viewpoints, these young impressionable minds, this stuff is not just forgotten. You don't all of a sudden wake up and think differently. And they're not really that interested, many of them, in researching the facts. It's just everybody else is doing it. So cool. I'm free palestine i mean what rational moral spiritual healthy conscious person should be expected to not dislike or hate israel based on their actions and that means the jews everywhere they look and listen israel kills israel attacks israel destroys 500 1500 injured this type of misinformation is dangerous. I want to remind you of something that God said. I didn't say it. God said it to Abraham in Genesis 12. Who can tell me what he said? I will bless those who bless you, I will curse those who curse you. Oh, there you go, pulling that. I didn't say it. God said it. But Israel? Israel's not perfect. I already told you that. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse those who curse you. God said it. Imagine that right now. Imagine that. Imagine that young people are being coerced and convinced into believing lies that may embed in their thinking for the rest of their lives, and God only knows what that could end up being for us. And you. Why you? Well, you're sitting here. I forgot my gun today, I should have had it. I hate to say this, but sometimes I drive into the parking lot in the mornings, especially right now in conflicts like this, and I, 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 I'm expecting it. I mean, I just expect that there will be like a big red swastika painted on our sign or something. I just expect that. My daughter wrote this report this week. In 2018, Eitz Chaim, a synagogue in Pittsburgh, was attacked. 11 Jewish people were killed. And the fact, the last words they heard were, all Jews must die, yelled by one shooter. It was a national tragedy. It's kind of hard to read her writing. And made the national news. But it quickly faded from most people's memories. Many people disregarded the shooting by saying it could have been avoided if they had been protected, if they had been armed. Why should anyone need protection when they're worshiping God, simply fulfilling their religious duties? Growing up Jewish in America and thinking to myself, that could have been me or my family is scary. But I love my identity. I love my Judaism, but not the hate that comes with it. It seems to me there will never be a time when Jewish people are accepted. With Israel currently under attack, rise in anti-Semitism is happening. It's not like my family haven't experienced it, though, already. I'm just afraid to the extent that the hate will follow me. My uncle in the locker room of what was thought to be a safe school wasn't so safe when he was punched in the stomach with the phrase, that's what you get for killing Jesus. My sister walking down the halls of school, receiving the Nazi salute, throwing Nazi motions at her. As a ninth grader, I was told, what's the difference between Boy Scouts and Jews? One goes home from camp. What am I supposed to do? Take it as an innocent joke and laugh about it? I've witnessed individuals drawing swastikas on their papers. Do I speak up? If you were wondering, I didn't. Most people don't even know the meaning of anti-Semitism. Yes, it's on my mind a lot. There's a movement going on called Blue the Jew. Paint the kikes blue so that everyone can see them for themselves on social media. See that? So that we're normal people. The idea is to find a Jewish person on TV, politics, post them, and paint them blue. Make it easier to see them, as in the quotes. Way to go in in the comments. A friend of the Jew is no friend of mine which includes a link to a website, how to recognize and identify a Jew. How should this make me feel, to know that as a 16-year-old girl, I'm hated by millions of people around the world? They have absolutely no idea the person I am, and they, they hate me because of my beliefs. This deep-rooted hatred brings me an incredible amount of sorrow. There's a point at which I try to forget the things I've read or seen, or experienced, but it stays in my mind. People say to me, you're Jewish, I had no idea. I didn't tell a lot of people. I don't tell a lot of people. My reply is always, yes, but I'm Messianic. I think it might save me from judgment. There's a part of me that that so desperately, I can't read it. I don't know what that means, they say. Then I say, I basically believe what a Christian believes, but I celebrate Jewish holidays. I know deep down that every time I say that, I feel like somewhat of a disappointment or that I'm not being honest. While it's something me, I should feel proud of my religious identity and explain it in deeper context. But it's just not that easy when I live in Macon, Georgia. I would consider myself a minority Even in the Jewish community, Messianic Jewish people are not widely accepted in traditional Judaism. Pretty much what I'm saying is that I feel like I don't belong anywhere. I love being Jewish. It's just hard to see what individuals think of me and my people. Like those Jews and their old six million number make me wonder why, just why? The disgust I feel that there are individuals out there that couldn't care less about the Jewish people, who they are, who they were and they want them dead, and it goes on. Throughout the years, I've grown a sense of pride, almost what I would call nationalism for my identity. The hate I read online has made me a stronger person, and it's taught me to keep my Jewish legacy going. So many people want to end the lives of Jewish men, women, and children. But why not, why not the Jewish religion thrive and let it flourish? I know that the small amount of people at my synagogue feel the same way. I know I'm not alone in this world, and there are good-hearted people that care. We're just outnumbered by the bad. If we all come together and accept the fact that there will always be hate in this world, I believe the Jewish people of America will make it. No matter, there will always be joy in the morning. You see, I don't know all of those things that go on in my kids' Minds when they write it though that's not easy and so where are the voices for support of Israel the voices raging against the rise of anti-semitism in our country and in the world you know what I hope they're in this room I'm asking you to do two things educate yourselves and share what you know with the world Learn, don't be silent now or ever when it comes to Israel and yes, the Jewish people to stand for those who right now can stand for themselves, but one day may not be able to. It's happened before. But we don't have to cancel or coerce or crush those who feel differently. We don't have to speak with hate in our hearts, rather with passion for truth and justice. The famous Edwin Burke quote comes to mind. All that's necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. Be good men and good women. First Peter says he must turn away from evil and do good. He must seek peace and pursue it. It's interesting to note, each of those verses has an action. It's not enough to just turn away from evil. You have to do good. You can't just turn away. You can't just seek peace. You have to pursue it. You have to go after it. Annabelle's report I remember all the Jewish jokes. I remember going to an Indian guides camp. I was so excited. It was like Boy Scouts. But man, we were going to go and sit around the campfire and have a blast. And I remember my dad, when we got home, we were never going back to Indian guides again. And I didn't know why. But I think it was because all of the dads sat around telling Jew jokes and anti-Semitic slurs. And my dad was there with me trying to have fun with his son, but he made the mistake of being Jewish. So, this is it. I realize that it is probably not going to get better. And things like this, what's happening right now, particularly this flow of information, these things can make it worse very, very quickly. So, there's a generation of people coming who may not ever hear the truth if we don't say it. The Jewish people need you and your voice wherever you can lend it. And you know what the truth of the matter is? The Arab people need your voice too. Because if we destroyed Hamas, if we destroyed that ideology, and if we wiped that off the face of the earth instead of Israel, it would be a glorious thing. And the Palestinian people would prosper as well without their own people putting rockets in their schools and using civilians as targets and killing them in their own country with their own rockets. We could fix that if we would put the truth out. So we need you. Learn and share. Take the time to read things. Learn and share. Don't just dismiss headlines and say, oh, poor Israel, I'm going I'm to pray for Jerusalem. That's good, but maybe there's more you can do. It's not enough to turn away from evil. You must do good. Turn, tune in to reports about anti-Semitism and it's not, oh man, those poor Jews, I'm going to pray for them. No, that's too bad. No, you have a special bond to Israel and the Jewish people. We are together in Messiah here. We need you. And the world needs you. Our Shalom making scripture is from James 3 and it says, And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. So my prayer is that our boldness that's needed right now could foster and grow a harvest of peace. And most of all, may our Messiah Yeshua come soon and set the world right. Amen. Am Yisrael Chai. Shabbat Shalom.